This is WFO Radio. All right. Well, we're now joined by uh, the winner of tonight's NASCAR All-Star Race, and that is Kyle Larson. Kyle, just a quick opener. Lots of, uh, lots of rounds, lots of inversions, but also lots of action, lots of passing, which was uh, the reason for those rounds and inversions. So exciting race. Congratulations. Please take us through all that action tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I'm just glad Brandon Overton wasn't here to take any more of of our money. He was uh, really good this week at Eldora. So good to, good to get a win and something, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I thought, you know, it was that first segment there. I thought, you know, I kind of fell back to third, maybe second or third. And I was like, man, it's Texas. It's gonna be hard to pass, but was able to get to the lead again, win that segment. And then I was like, okay, I think I got a good car. I could be able to drive up. And that was not the case. I was really tight in traffic. And uh, we had to take a really big swing at it. The the third round, I actually went backwards in the second one. So we took a huge swing at it. Um, and I'm not really sure what happened that segment. Um, but anyways, after that one, we, we kept making huge swings. And then I noticed that uh, the guys who had finished up in front and, and started in the back of the invert didn't move forward. So I was like, well, you know, we're, we're probably not bad in points here. And then for that fourth one, um, I knew as long as I finished second, I was going to be second points lineup for the, for the fifth round there. And uh, that worked out good. We were able to have, you know, get out and get running and stretched out and um, end up lining us up for third going to that, that final stage. And I definitely wanted to be third because I wanted to be able to choose the outside. I feel like you, you have more options um, when you go there. So in it, that restart just worked out perfect where Chase kind of got choked up and I was able to get to his back bumper and push him past the 12 to uh, get him a little bit clear. And he kind of, you know, shaded left, you know, a little bit, a little bit much. And um, I poked to the outside and, and had about almost all fours, but we're both right sides above where we'd been running and uh, I kind of eyeballed it under yellow and I was like, you know what, we just, we have a 10 lap run and, you know, there's no points online. Um, I'm going to go for it if I get the chance. And if I wreck, I wreck, but I think there'll be enough grip and uh, worked out there was. So uh, yeah, that was just really cool. Excellent. Thank you, Kyle. Um, and then we'll go to questions and we'll open it up with uh, Bob Parker's good, Bob. Yeah, Kyle, with this format, were you able to get in any sort of a rhythm? Were you confused? Were you like, it seemed a little disjointed just watching it, but did you kind of feel there was a flow? So I, I honestly, like looking at the format before I got out there, like you said, I thought I thought there were going to be two short of runs where you couldn't get into a flow and you couldn't really pass. You know, I thought, at least for me, I thought it, <clears throat> when it strings out, you know, I can pass people easier that way. But the drafts were so big that, you know, you could, you could make up ground, um, for gosh, 10 laps or so. And then, then it seemed like people's, you know, your tires would start fading and it got harder to pass. So I, I don't know what other people think. Um, I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I don't know if this format, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is an event now we're going to take the other tracks each year or not, but I don't know if this is a format that will work at every track, but I feel like for Texas, it worked. And, yeah, I think the mandatory green flag stop at the the end was kind of cool. Um, the inverts were were nice. You know, not knowing exactly what the invert number was going to be kept you 
wanting to, you know, progress, even if you were anywhere inside the top 12, um, you wanted to progress. So I, I thought it was okay. I don't, I don't know what the other competitors and fans thought of it and you, Bob. Bob I still don't it. know what we'll to think. To, uh, oh. Yeah, no, Bob loved it. I can, I can further. Can I get follow. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Bob. All right. Um, I'm. Are you concerned at all about your teammates thinking you're winning too much? <laughs> if you know what I mean by that, I mean, like, are you concerned that like they they'll get frustrated that they have the same equipment and you're beating them? I don't know. I mean, who's to say? I I think for me, I mean, you know, I'm I'm I guess I'm the one winning, so I've got a different view of it, but like you know, our team, our overall Hendrick Motorsports is winning. So, you know, like when, when William won Homestead, I was pumped. When Alex has gotten his couple wins, I've been pumped. Even, you know, getting beat by him at Dover, like I was excited for him. When Chase won at Coda, like I was in the position to win the race and the rain came out and I was still happy for him and the team. So um, as long as our organization is winning, I'm cool with it. And, and so far, I think we all are as well. You know, if we can keep running good and working together, you know, we'll be all four of us will be hard to beat. So we just got to keep that up. And, you know, we have talks about it throughout the week. And um, yeah, I think those are great conversations to have and, and get ahead of things. So um, like I said, I, I enjoy racing my teammates. We race hard together. I thought we raced great today to, to kind of set us up to be up in the front to give at least three opportunities to win this race. So um, going into that final 10 laps. So um yeah, I, I think we've worked well together. Obviously, it's proven. You know, we've we've all been up front. You know, a lot these last month and a half or so. Next, we'll go to Lee Spencer Gadley. Thank you, and and just you know, think of it this way: Brandon Overton won two hundred and seventy-three thousand. You won over a million, and and didn't have to work two nights for it. But anyway. Um, when you got out of the car, you seemed happier. I mean, I haven't seen you this happy since winning the Chili Bowl. And I'm just kind of wondering, what was it about this event? I know you like big events, um, and I know you like big checks, but what was it just that had you so elated when you stepped out of the car? Well, I, I think because there was points in the race that I, I didn't think I was going to win. I think through the second and third, third rounds there, I was like, you know what? I'm just out here logging laps. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to win tonight. You know, my car is not driving nearly as good. I'm getting passed by people. I can't pass, you know, cars that we lap typically. So I was like, you know, there's, there's no way, but then, then, you know, I kind of got that glimmer of hope when I looked up and noticed that like the 18 and the nine hadn't passed anybody in that one stage. So I was like, you know what, we're going to line up front. And now that I'm ran that whatever segment that was where I was kind of towards the front. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, my car's getting better. Um, so then, yeah, I think, I think I was so excited because I, there, like there was a while where I didn't think I'd win and then to go and steal it, uh, there in a shootout from, you know, Chase Elliott, who's to me, in my opinion, like the most aggressive and, and best restarter, one of the best restarters, especially from the front row. So, um, that was that was really cool and to uh to win win a lot of money is uh is awesome too and just also curious about the bj1 i mean you really used it to your advantage except for when you broke the draft on keselowski to to jump out and really 
you know, get an advantage over him. But the PJ one really seemed to come in and be the place, you know, it seemed like the groove to be in tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I saw Dale Jr. I think he tweeted something about, you know, maybe it's time to either not put it down or, or potentially move it up the racetrack. And, and I would kind of agree with that now after running, it gets so grippy and we know that it's got so much grip. I think, you know, it's, it's almost too low and too fast. Um, and one and two, um, three and four. I, I don't know if we'll be able to move up much more than, than where we were at already. But, um, I think for sure, I would like to see coming back in the fall. I don't really know what the weather would be like, you know, if it's colder then yeah, for sure. I think we need to probably move it up some, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a ton of grip up there for sure. Three and four, it's so easy to run that you don't really even notice the, the VHT. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Jerry Jordan. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, um, uh, your teammates may or may not be frustrated with you about winning so much, but definitely your competitors are fast. That's what we talked about after the race. He, you, got, you guys are too fast to even grapple, not catch any of the end of the car, you know, especially you, but he said you guys are, are overly fast out there on the track. Well, how do you respond to something when your competitor are saying things like that? I don't know. It's, uh, <clears throat> I'm not the work, the ones that, that works on the car. So I think that's a big credit to Hendrick Motorsports and everybody back at the shop, the engine shop. I mean, cause they've been put in the work. So, um, it's a shame we've got only you know, half a season or whatever left with this package. Um, but you know, I think next year will be hopefully just as good. Just a reminder, if you are at the racetrack, um, please ask your question into Zoom. We just need it for the, uh, the transcripts. Thank you. Uh, next, we'll go to uh, Davey Siegel. Go ahead, Davey. Hey, Kyle. You're one of eight people now to win multiple all-star races, and everybody on the list is a former champion or a Hall of Famer. Curious if you've had any – well, you haven't really had time, but what does that mean to you to have an accomplishment like that and be associated with legends of the sport like that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I hadn't thought of it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's cool, but, but races are hard to win and championships are even harder to win. So, um, we just got to keep working really hard. You know, this is definitely the best opportunity I've ever had to you know, win a championship. Um, but there's still a long season left and, and other cars and teams are going to get better. And, and so will we, so, just got to keep working hard and, and hopefully we can have ourselves in position come October and November. I don't know if you've spent the uh, million dollars you won a couple of years ago, but do you have any idea how you're going to spend this million? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save for sure. Smart man. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. Next we'll go to uh, Mark Garrow again, Mark. Mark, you might be on mute. I don't know if you can hear me. All right. Next, we'll go to uh, Tucker White. Go ahead, Tucker. Oh, crap. Uh, Kyle, as you're kind of following up on uh, Davey's question there, uh, you're the uh, first driver in, I believe, over the 35-year his or however long it's been, history of the All-Star Race to have won it at two different tracks. So given how many drivers have won this race and how few tracks we've gone to in that time, how is it – taking only until now for that to happen? Um, 
I don't know, probably because it stayed at Charlotte for so long, uh, for a couple of generations, I think, or so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun to watch it at Bristol last year. And, and, um, you know, I've always believed that the all-star race should move around to different tracks and stuff, kind of like how other sports, um, their all-star games kind of move to different venues and things, but yeah, we'll see if that's something that they do. I, I think all of us drivers would, would love to see that, but, um, yeah, it's cool to, cool to be that one of the few guys that have now wanted to a couple different tracks. All right. Thank you. Next we'll uh, give Mark Garrow another shot. Mark, you got me. Thanks, uh, Mike. Uh, Kyle, where does this win rank? You won a lot of big races. Where, did, where does this one rank? Ooh, um, I, I don't know. It's hard to you know, really think about right now. Um, but, you know, I, I, my emotions were really high for sure. Um, <clears throat> gosh, as soon as I took the lead, you know, my, my foot's wide open and I can feel it shaking and I'm like, ah, but uh, <laughs> it was so it, it obviously mean, means a lot to win. And um, but I, I don't know where yet to rank it. It's definitely up there. Um, you know, purse wise, it's, it's in the top two now of, of purse races I've won, but, uh, really cool to win any crown jewel in, in, in any sport, but in NASCAR, especially. And, and how does it feel right now? I mean, it seems no matter what you get in, you're up front, you're winning, um, you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof, at least the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks, just what does it feel like as a race driver to be in this kind of a groove with good equipment and be on top of your game? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great for sure. Um, but I think it's a credit to all the race teams that I get to race for. Um, I'm in some of the best equipment and anytime I sit in a race car, I'm I'm in some of the best, if not the best equipment out there. So, um, you know, Paul Silva prepares and I, and I believe he's the best sprint car mechanic. Um, so his sprint car is amazing. Kevin Rumley, you know, I got to spend all week with at Eldora. He's he's a genius. So his cars are always good too. And then, and then obviously, you know, my, my five team is unbelievable. So, um, just very fortunate to be, you know, in these cars, I've worked really hard to put myself in the best equipment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely enjoyable for sure. Next we'll go to Dustin Longo, Dustin. Thank you, Kyle. How did how how did this battle with Keselowski compare to any you've had with him before? Uh, I'm just wondering because, uh, for as strong as you guys have been, I just wondered if if you saw a little bit more desperation or a little bit more aggressiveness, maybe than than what you've had maybe some other battles with with Brad, or if this was just like a typical battle. I mean, I think <clears throat> it was a typical battle with any competitor. Um, it didn't seem like it didn't matter to me that it was Brad behind me. Like it could have been anybody and it, I think it would have been the same, you know, I, I haven't seen a replay at all. So I don't really know what was happening behind me. I could watch my mirror a little bit in three and four, but one and two, I was just focused on my marks. Um, I think I felt him try to maybe take the air off my, my rear, uh, into one once, you know, I got a little bit light getting into one, but, um, it was just, it's hard to pass the leader, um, for sure. And, and I could, tell he was going to have to get desperate to do something and get a run on me but thankfully our car was fast enough he just couldn't you know get those extra few feet thank you uh kyle congratulations uh that is uh, all the questions we're going to take for you we got jeff andrews on deck right now so have a great night and uh good luck next week in nashville 
Thank you. If you have a questions for Jeff, please uh, raise your hand and we'll get right to you. Hey, Jeff, you got me? Yes, sir. I can hear you guys. All right. Well, we are with the general manager of Hendrick Motorsports, and that's Jeff Andrews. Jeff, uh, maybe just lead us off. Uh, won the million dollars for winning the race, won the $100,000 for winning the pit crew uh, bonus. Uh, couldn't be more uh, white hot as a team. Uh, maybe just talk about this, this stretch that you guys are having, and uh, specifically tonight and the $1.1 million you guys have uh, taken home. Yeah, well, first, thank you very much. Um, on uh, behalf of, you know, all of Hendrick Motorsports, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I think tonight is is a testament of, uh, you know, a top to bottom effort, um, you know, from the entire organization, obviously a little bit uh, different package here, the way the engine configuration was and, and uh, some unknowns there. Certainly, you know, I think for everybody um, in the field of just exactly, you know, what this package was going to do and, and how it would perform and, you know, how it would draft and, Certainly some, obviously everybody has tools these days to make those kind of predictions, but until you get on track and, and actually race it and get some laps on it um, and, and see where you're at. Um, but again, uh, hats off to, you know, our group on the preparation of the cars and just all the men and women of Hendrick Motorsports are just bringing some amazing race cars to the racetrack right now. And, um, you know, the, the pit crew. Uh, could not be prouder of, of Alan and, and those guys on that on that nine team uh, for winning that competition tonight. And I think, uh, you know, again, it's just a, a, to me a, a top to bottom uh, total effort by the company as a whole. And uh, certainly our pit crews have been working as hard as anybody um, in this business uh, to be better. And that's, uh, you know, starting to show obviously some some great stops in competition you know, over, over recent weeks that, that, that have got our cars in great shape late race um, to win some races. And uh, then again tonight, you know, when the money's on the line and uh, a live pit stop like that in competition <clears throat> and the way we had set it up there um, at the end for, you know, essentially our cars to pit together, to have that pressure on those guys and have them come through. Just really, really proud uh, what our pit coaches are doing and, and everybody back at HMS. Thank you, Jeff. If you have a question for Jeff, uh, please raise your hand and we'll start with Lee Spencer. Go ahead, Lee. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Um, just kind of curious with you having a you know background as an engine guy, what you thought of tonight's package. And um, I know it's too early and you're going to have to look at data and what have you, but just the eye test, what, you know, what were some of your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think if the goal was, was to, uh, you know, get the cars closer together, and uh, increase the effect of the side draft and uh, increase uh, the ability or the likelihood of a car to draft up on another car or two cars that were side by side in front of them. I, I think, um, you know, that worked. I mean, I, I thought tonight's uh, racing all, you know, some certainly some short segments in there where, you know, things really didn't have a chance to, you know, kind of relax a little bit and, and, and some, some of the pace start to show up. But certainly from a competition side and, and a fan perspective, I, I would have to say that, that uh, you know, that was a good move. I think it uh, produced the intent uh, of what the reduction in power was, uh, you know, intended to do. It, it, 
it looked very competitive on the racetrack. And I think, you know, at any given time there, there seemed like, especially on restarts, I thought the restarts were great. And uh, there was some real opportunities there to kind of jumble some things up on the restarts, depending on the side draft you got and who your partner was, you know, pushing you. So. Thank you for your time. Next, we'll go to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Jeff, congratulations on the win. I'm just curious, what's the emotions like right now with Hendrick Motorsports? Is there a sense of pressure that with this dominance that you want to keep it going and it maybe creates more pressure to keep it going? Or is everybody just so confident that you just believe that this run will keep going? Well, I think, yeah, there's there's two aspects to that. You've, you've got a Mr. Hendrick preaches to us that we have to celebrate our victories. And uh, we, we certainly need to do that because there's a lot of hard work that's going on by a lot of people um, back at uh, Hendrick Motorsports behind the scenes that are bringing these amazing race cars to the racetrack right now. Uh, so we've got to take a little bit of time and, and make sure we're celebrating that with our folks. But at the same time, uh, we fully know that uh, this is a long season and uh, we've, we've seen many times there's been dominant cars and dominant teams through the season. And, and then when it gets time, um, you know, for the playoffs, um, there's there's all kinds of things that, that can happen in those couple of months there. So uh, we're we're not wanting to be too confident right now. We're wanting to stay focused. Uh, we know we need to continue to improve our race cars and, and uh, bring better race cars to the racetrack every week. Um, but in the middle there, we're going to take a little bit of time uh, to celebrate our wins and celebrate what's going on at Hendrick Motorsports right now. That's that's important for our people. Thank you. And congratulations. Again. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Mark Garrow. Okay, Mark. Thank you. You know, last week or the week before, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly, but Martin Truex Jr. said of all the years to try to play catch up to uh, a team like Hendrick Motorsports, this would be the toughest the parts freeze, basically the freeze on everything until we get to the next gen car. Does that make you guys a little more confident that you'll be able to keep this edge for or hopefully the rest of the season? I, I think from our perspective, we we still feel like there's knobs to turn. There certainly is, uh, you know, advantages to gain there. I, I think you saw tonight that that there was some Gibbs cars and some Penske cars that were up there and very competitive um, you know, th those guys are going to come and, and, uh, they're going to improve themselves through the year here. And, um, you know, when, when you're running like this, um, you know, obviously you're, you're making a lot of people mad at you and, and you go back and you work very hard. We know we've been in that position last summer. We were in this exact position where we were leaving here very upset and not, uh, not satisfied with ourselves or our results. And you go back and you work hard and, um, so yeah, there certainly is some some rules and parts freezes and, and regulations, you know, that are that are in place. Um, but there's there's plenty of knobs to turn on these on these race cars to uh, to still find some speed here in the next couple uh, couple months. I know uh, Cliff Daniels is uh, waiting on deck, so we'll take one more question for Jeff, and that'll go to Alex and Dram. Go ahead, Alex. Hi, Jeff. Um, I'm curious, just with the success that the five team has had this year. I mean. How much is that the the driver versus you know just having a super fast car and and being on successful on this one point this one point five mile tracks really? Well, obviously, you know Kyle Larson is a, is a tremendous talent, and and we're very fortunate to have him as a part of our organization. Um, great move in the off season by uh, Jeff Gordon and Mr. Hendrick to acquire him. 
Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the success of that team is, is obviously Cliff Daniels and, and that race team have done a tremendous job with the race cars they've been given and they, and they come to the track and, and execute very well, very well prepared when they, when they get here. Um, but that also goes back to, um, again, what they're being given to come here to the racetrack and, and race with. And there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, Chevrolet this year has stepped up uh, tremendously uh, on the technical side and, and been a huge asset for us and a huge part of our success. Um, and, and again, all the men and women, you know, back at Hendrick Motorsports that are just putting some amazing race cars together right now and, and, and locking arms and, and very focused and, and staying focused for the, for the coming months in the playoffs. Thank you. Okay, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations again, and uh, good luck uh, next week in Nashville. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And like I said, next we'll have a crew chief, uh, winning crew chief, Cliff Daniels, and he'll be uh, sitting in that chair momentarily. So if you have a question for Cliff, uh, go ahead and raise your hand and we'll get right to him. All right, Cliff, do you got me? Yep, I got you. All right, sir. Well, congratulations. We are now joined with joined by the uh, winning crew chief, uh, crew chief of the number five uh, Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. So that's Cliff Daniels. Cliff. Um, obviously, I mentioned this to uh, to Kyle, but lots of uh, lots of rounds, lots of inversions, but lots of passing, lots of strategy for you. Um, can you take us uh, through the strategy side of this event and this unique unique format that was put in front of you? Yeah, I, I would uh, honestly the grade I would give myself on the execute of execution of the strategy would be probably a, a B, um, because at the beginning of the race, our, our car was too built for trying to have clean air and we didn't do a good job getting the balance right for what he needed in traffic early. So we had to work on the balance to get it closer so he can run in traffic better. And the second round did not go very well for us. Um, so once we, you know, the, the guys buckled down, we threw a lot of changes at it, got to work, definitely got the car a lot closer where he could um, be aggressive and, and try to set himself up for passes, uh, which was cool to see. And then the way, you know, the, the points and everything worked out for us to start in the top three or four uh, going into the fifth round worked out pretty well. Uh, executing the pit stop was okay. Uh, big, big uh, tip of the, the cab to the nine team. Congrats to those guys on, on winning the, the pit crew deal. And they, they had a phenomenal pit stop. And, uh, you know, had it not worked out like that, I don't know that the two would have been a, a factor the way they were. Um, and then, of course, you know, Brad did a, a really good job of keeping his car kind of in the mix to uh, kind of break up what we had going on with our, our Hendrick cars. Um, and then the last restart, Kyle was just uh, absolutely phenomenal. I don't even think there was a lane up there um, <laughs> from, from what I saw. And uh, and he put it up there and it stuck. So uh, really cool day for our HendrickCars.com Chevy. Uh, proud of all the guys. Just a cool day. Awesome. Thank you, Cliff. All right, we'll go right now to questions, and we'll start with uh, Alex and Dre. Go ahead, Alex. Alex, you got me? You hear me? There you go. Oops, sorry, does that mean? No worries. Um, Cliff, I'm just curious, how, how do you strategize in a race like that? Like, what is the strategy there? Uh, our best strategy going in was to try to have a car that could uh, – pass better than we did at the early part of the race, which is why I'm not giving myself a very good grade to, to start the day. Um, we knew the way the, the kind of the re-rack of the lineup was going to work out. You had to be able to pass. <laughs> so it took us a little while to, to get our car where it could do that. Um, otherwise, the, the, the one invert did help us out when we just weren't as good as we needed to be. 
And uh, that was certainly no um, intention on our part to, to try to lag back to get the inverted, just kind of played out that way. And uh, of course, having a car to, to take advantage of starting on the pole the way we did and, and get the, you know, the first win or whatever of the first round was important to, uh, you know, just kind of help minimize the, the way the points worked out, I believe. So that was, <laughs> that was about all we could do. Next, we'll go to Bob Pockers. Go ahead, Bob. Can you hear me now? Gotcha. Yeah, all right. Yep. Um, when he's restarting third, I think, in that before final stage, are you feeling good or are you thinking it's going to be a tough road to hoe? I don't know that I was hedging my bet one way or the other. Um, never bet against yourself. And I was, you know, certainly always. Uh, kind of knew Kyle could, could get it done in that position. My confidence was lacking a little bit in, in kind of what we had given him with the issues we had in traffic earlier. So I, I was kind of crossing my fingers that our adjustments worked out and we had to get pretty aggressive with the car and some adjustments that we made. So uh, fingers were crossed that the, the adjustments are going to be okay and the car was going to be under him. And I knew that he was just going to make uh, whatever move he could to get to the lead. Um, and he did, which was uh, really cool to watch. Next, we will go to Mark Garrow. Go ahead, Mark. Mark, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> Cliff, what does it feel like now, you know, this team, every time you show up, you've got a car good enough and your driver is giving you everything he's got to make you, uh, you know, I mean, basically this team is on a roll that, you know, we haven't seen in quite some time. Just what does it feel like? from your perspective, a team perspective, to, to be on this kind of a role, this kind of success? More than anything, just just thankful. I uh, When I walked in today, I was talking to my car chief, Jesse, and I remember um, years ago, back in the 2000s, I was working on a start and park Xfinity team, and uh, I was a mechanic, and getting through tech was a struggle. It was a hot day. And uh, to, to be in a position now where we have such an amazing team, we have the support of Chevrolet and Mr. H and HendrickCars.com, Every single guy on our team um, is bought in. They're strong. You know, a, a team is really only as strong as its weakest link, and, and we just don't have any. All, all the guys on our team are racers, and uh, they, they live, eat, and breathe this stuff. Um, they put in so much prep time at the shop, and, and of course, all teams do. And, and I think what, you know, is helping us right now is just the chemistry, because this is a tough stretch that we're on in the summer months. Everyone is going through it with, uh, you know, the backup cars and multiple day shows that uh, we're about to have quite a few in a row. Um, you know, it, it just takes a lot of different things, you know, uh, chemistry wise. And then, of course, you know, the timing of what we have. Um, Chevrolet, the last three or four years, we've been off and uh, we, we had to get to work. Uh, very thankful for, you know, what we have uh, with the Chevrolet body now with Hendrick uh, power that we have now, you know, there's a lot of good things that have kind of come together for us that, that trickled in last year and Allen and Chase, you know, certainly showed that uh, at the end of 2020 um, to their credit. And then uh, fortunately we've been able to take a lot of, you know, what they proved to us and, and to the world and, and keep building on it and make it better. Any personal vindication? I know when you guys were struggling to win with Jimmy and, and, and whatnot, a lot of people called, you into question a little bit. Do you feel any personal vindication? I mean, to a degree, yes. Uh, you know, one thing is for sure, if it weren't for Jimmy, I, I would not be in this seat right now. So I, I'm forever grateful to him. And um, I think a lot of the leadership that he 
you know, taught me and, and taught the guys on our team of, of how to be tough when things aren't going your way. And, and he knew that, you know, the last few years, our, our cars just weren't quite right. And, and we uh, had a great group, you know, back at the shop. And again, with Chevrolet and all the folks at Hendrick Motorsports that, that you know, dug deep and, and knew we had a, a hole to climb out of. Um, Jimmy was behind us the whole time to stay strong. And um, of course, when being in my position, uh, I, I did have self doubts of, uh, you know, our performance last year and, you know, what we could potentially do this year. But um, we, we knew we had built a really good team. And a lot of that is is credit to Jimmy, um, the, the guys on this team, you know, really bought into him as a driver for all those years. And he kind of helped bring of us some of us up, including myself, um, years ago from when we were younger and uh, gave us an opportunity. And uh, we're just trying to make the best of it. Thank you. Next, we go to Ashley McCubbin. Go ahead, Ashley. Hey, Cliff. Thank you for your time today. You talk about the fact that you guys have been really successful and how that's been great. What does it mean to you when you hear a lot of people now saying that the number five is the championship favorite as we head into the second half of the year? It's a, it's a great position to be in, and it, it is really cool to hear. But facts on the table, um, and, and honestly, Alan Gustafson has, has taught me this a lot. It is a long summer, and it is a long year. And, uh, you know, there were some things that that happened to the nine in, in 2020. If you look at the championship run that they went on, where the summertime they had a couple of tough moments and, and they knew it was a long year. And if they, uh, you know, kind of re, regained their strength and executed at the end of the year that they could end it, end it strong. And they did. So um, really, that's on us now to, to make sure we get through the stretch of the, the hot summer months um, strong and, and everybody's still uh you know, maintaining the good chemistry that we have now within our company, within our team and take that into the playoffs. Um, we all know that, I mean, this is the cup series, you know, things go in cycles. So um, while, while we have the, the cycle going our way now, um, when we get into the end of the summer and into the playoffs, we need to keep it going because uh, our, our competition is certainly not taking their foot off the gas. Um, so we're, we're going to keep ours on it too. And looking at tonight in particular with the format the NASCAR went with, what are your thoughts on how they chose to go with this format and how it played out? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was interesting coming in, and we've seen so many different formats of the All-Star Race play out. I thought it was really interesting, um, you know, now in retrospect, how much, you know, just really the, the flow of the race kind of changed things, I, I thought, because, uh, you know, we got stuck in traffic back there with the 24 and some of those other guys and kind of got down on ourselves that, we may not have a shot to, to be up front at the end. And then the next round with the next invert, some of the guys that were at the front that we thought were going to be really strong and they went to the back, I think it was the 18 and maybe the nine. Um, they didn't make it that far up there that round. Uh, so you you really saw just kind of a, a big mix uh, within the field. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never uh, I've never been asked about, you know, all-star format races. Uh, so I don't know what I would say to change it at this point, but uh, luckily it worked out today. Thanks for your time. Thanks. And that is all the questions we have for you, Cliff. Congratulations and uh, good luck next week in Nashville. Awesome. Night. Thank you, guys. Thanks. This is WFO Radio. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.